Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we figure out how to build and run a SaaS. I'm Benedict. And I'm Brian. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we work on our products and keep the lights on by becoming outdoor guides. Today's April 14th, and I am feeling uninspired. This is episode number 37, and I'm starting an ant farm. Oh, hey. Tell me about the ant farm. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, un not so awesome. Unvolunta like, unvolunteringly, uh, we had some ants in our kitchen. Oh, okay. And we couldn't that really figure out farm. where they came from. <laughs> so we um, so we removed all the skirting in the kitchen near the window and found a big hole in the in the wall there, and we plugged that hole. And it looked like everything is fine, so we put yeah. everything back in place. And now we have uh, ants in the living room. <laughs> wow, that's a bummer. <laughs> well, that sh that so. should have been our. That should have been our silly little keeping the lights on by starting an ant farm. <laughs> yeah. And then we would find out how you feel about starting an ant farm. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's just like a constant plug a hole here, plug a hole there, whack-a-mole game. Yeah. And I, I'm not entirely sure. Like, I, I don't see myself like trying to uh, pull off all the skirting everywhere and try to find every single hole. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not entirely sure what we do. Um, when like the, the, the first night we, um, we discovered that they're now in the living room, we, we catch like 34 ants or something like that. So <laughs> yeah, it's no fun. Yeah, that's not a fun game. When it when it starts to get when it starts to get cold here, um, mm -hmm. we always we end up having to like find like okay, where's the little hole that 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 the mice are getting into because they start mm -hmm. to try to come in from this field uh, next mm -hmm. to us, <laughs> and it's just like it's a constant uh, constant little battle. But I mean, yeah, all, all good part of part of it. Yeah, yeah. We had mice in the in the garden last year. And luckily they didn't get into the house except for yeah. one time. Like we saw a mouse in the garden while having dinner. And we're like, oh look, a cute mouse. And uh, it's a little mouse. Literally <laughs> an hour later, we were sitting in the living room and we had the window open because it was still quite warm. And suddenly we hear a weird noise and Look to the window, and there's the mouse <laughs> staring at us <laughs> in shock, similar to yeah. us. And, uh, wow! Yeah, of course. Then the hunt began, and at some point, <laughs> we were, like at some point, we saw a mouse outside, and we hope it was the same. Just one convince yourself inside. it's that. One. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. So, yeah. Uh, how was uh, how was last week, man? Um, yeah, last week was good. For the most part, I totally forgot about Easter. Um, I didn't realize uh, we had two public holidays until Thursday mm -hmm. night. <laughs> we went went grocery shopping, and my girlfriend was, "Yeah, so what are I what are I going to do tomorrow?" And I'm like, "Yeah, of working." And I, she what? was like, "Yeah, but it's 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 a public holiday." And I'm like, "Oh, interesting. Yeah, you're right." <laughs> so I'm totally out of like, I mean. I still am able to differentiate between differentiate between um, 
weekdays and weekends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But other than that, I feel like I've totally lost track about anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Differentiating, but just barely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, last yeah. week was okay. for that reason a little bit shorter than anticipated. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I didn't get that much uh, done. What about you? Any, How was anything? your week? Oh, I mean, I we, we recorded last week on Monday instead of Tuesday because I was taking Tuesday off just to get up into the mountains. Um, and so yeah, I went to this fishing spot uh, that I enjoy, and it was it was really nice. It was beautiful. The weather was like flawless, but um, yeah, everybody else kind of had the same idea. <laughs> <laughs> and so even for it being a Tuesday, um, it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty crowded. Um, I mean, crowded for fishing, you know, there's yeah. one, there's one person every, you know, 30 something yards. Um, and, uh, that, that, that's a lot though, you know, so it's, it's kind mm -hmm. of, it ended up being a little bit, um, Man, I don't know what the right word is, but you know, usually if I take a day off to go fishing, I'm I'm not leaving until dinner, like until it's dark. Yeah. But around I don't know, around two thirty or so, I was just uh, you know kind of losing like losing steam, was striking out mm -hmm. a bit, and it just it made me it just made me really sad that my friends weren't with me, you know, to try to solve it together just sit and rest my feet for a little while while i watch one of my friends you know try to you know try to solve a, a pool and catch mm -hmm. something it, yeah yeah i'll it was kind of a, it was kind of a bummer um uh you catch i'm glad something? i yeah yeah i mean er, early on but then after that like i said you know it was so it was so crowded and it's mm. safe to say that it has been crowded you know, for however many, for a couple mm -hmm. of weeks now that the fish were extremely picky. Um, but the one I got was gorgeous and this is good sized brown trout. Just reminded me, okay, the river's still here. The fish are still here. <laughs> this, <laughs> it's gonna, everything's gonna be all right. Um, yeah, but, but honestly, Benedict, but at the, by the end of the day, when typically I just feel so rejuvenated and refreshed, I I honestly just left missing my friends and feeling kind of just feeling bummed about the situation. So yeah. uh, it was. So it wasn't it was, really didn't really help the day off, or uh, was it still a good to to relax a little bit? You know, it's still it was still good to get out of the house you know in a safe like in a, in a responsible way mm. to change the you know change my setup for just a bit and try and get some time and i got some good thinking done on the drive there and back um and yeah so it was still it was still good but i don't i don't know if i would i don't know if i will go <laughs> again it it just made me it just bummed me out um Mm -hmm. so it was it was weird it's pretty weird yeah yeah um yeah the but, other part that bumps me out okay. right now is or this week is 
we were supposed to meet in in Minneapolis this weekend. I know. <laughs> I know. That's not happening that, as well. That is not happening. Yeah, but um, spe- so speaking of that though, did you did you see the November dates that MicroConf announced for growth? Yeah, I did. Um, and I I thought about I think they offered to to basically reschedule like um, change the tickets for the Denver edition to the Denver yeah. edition. Yeah, I was thinking about that a little bit, but yeah, I don't know. Let's <laughs> let's give it a shot in November. Yeah. Although I have to admit, I'm a little bit skeptical about whether or not this is going to happen. I share I share your skepticism. Uh, mm-hmm. I keep getting the feeling that things are not going back. Yeah, or yeah, me neither. Until there's a until there's a vaccine and better testing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we'll see. What's your plan? Like, do, do you think you'll go to the November one, or are you? Yeah, like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and given it happens. Uh, yeah, I, I'll go ahead and switch my tickets to November. Um, I need to confirm with my wife. I, I took a look at our calendar, and it it appears that that it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I mean the you know the Denver. <laughs> growth edition will be happening in my backyard um sure. not too much later and i'll be happy to go to both i'll be able to attend that one you know with free lodging <laughs> um, yeah yeah and so it it won't it'll be it'll be okay to go to both uh just in terms of you know budgeting and things like that so mm. yeah that's that's my plan right now benedict is i'm gonna see if i can yeah. make the november one happen if for some reason Sounds not good. then i'll yeah i'll be yeah, I'll be excited for. Denver I wonder what around. what will happen to the Europe edition because I think that's scheduled to be yeah. in October. Yeah, so I'm not sure. Like, I, I have no update on on that. Like, <laughs> are they skipping on that, or will mm-hmm. there be two microcons in a month or something like that? Yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to see. It has just made everything very interesting this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, the, I guess the other, the other big news to report, uh, for me from last week was I had uh, Thursday at another interview with Mozilla for this product role, um, that, uh, I, I walked away from it feeling like, okay, that went okay, but not great. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was like, I was kind of preparing myself, uh, to get the thanks, but no thanks interview. But instead I'm moving on to the final round. Of nice. of interviews, which are which are today, actually, um, here in just a oh, wow. handful of hours. So, three three back to back forty five minute interviews with different different folks from. Wow, from the, that's not like uh, three interviews back to back forty five minutes. That sounds like that sounds exhausting. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel I'm feeling fine about it. I mean, I'll just what, there's nothing else to do except for be myself. Um, sure. But I'm I'm also I'll I'll be glad when it's <laughs> I'll be glad mm-hmm. when it's done. It's also the kind of thing that I'm not real sure even what the questions will be. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know, at this stage, it's probably not going to be you know super. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I was about to say, I, I, I feel like at this stage, you know, they'll be very, a lot more high level and strategic and not, not very tactical, you know, specific to the role, a little bit, you know, kind of more about, you know, 
relevant relevant for the company and that just seems like such a large area of questioning to even try to prepare for so yeah <laughs> yeah got a got a little outline refreshing myself on my own resume and uh i'll just be myself and see what happens yeah i guess there's not much else you can do to prepare at the stage, yeah. Right. I remember one interview I did, it was on site a couple of years ago. Um, and it, in the end, it took like two days of interviewing. <laughs> so um, I stayed there for one day and I was supposed to speak to everyone in the company. And of course, it was a small one, but it, it, it took like, yeah, almost two full days of sitting there and talking to everyone. <laughs> yeah. That I, I don't, I don't think super highly of that process right there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was nice. Gonna, unless they're going to comp like give you a compensate you for your daily rate or something like, yeah, they didn't ridiculous. do that. Um, but at least they paid for the hotel and, uh, like travel expenses. So yeah. it was fine in that regard. Um, yeah. But yeah, like two day, almost two days of talking to to a lot of people was a little bit too much. <laughs> it, but then yeah. again, I met a lot of nice people, and one of them, like one of them, was at MicroConf in Lisbon, and I didn't realize until after the fact when I scrolled through Slack and I noticed his name, and I was like, "Oh, interesting! <laughs> Ten years ago, I talked to you for <laughs> for an hour." <laughs> so good. Oh yeah. Well, how about you, man? What's uh, what's happening in the world of user list? Um, yeah, so uh, we decided to give Notion a try last week uh, because mm -hmm. we also decided that we have to be a little bit more strategic in our uh, the way we approach new features. Um, and that became clear uh, last week when we or the week before when we uh, implemented the team invites where you can invite people to your account and the, the thing i built and the thing that jane had in mind were a little bit like off in terms of expectations <laughs> <laughs> and at some point in the process she started writing copy or adjusting the copy i had and mm -hmm. it was clear that we were on di totally different pages different on how pages. this was supposed to work and yeah how, how things should be named and and how descriptions make sense and we decided it's probably time to take a step back and reconsider how we build things um so far it has been very much shooting from the hip uh, uh -huh. yeah this is the rough idea let's just build something and then fine-tune it afterwards mm -hmm. but i guess it's time to be a little bit more strategic about it so we decided to um, adapt some of the shape up uh concepts more explicitly the like the shaping part um mm -hmm. but we decided to basically ditch the the pitching part of the shaping process where you basically work on the feature by yourself and then yeah. present it to everyone and uh, outline your cool idea we decided to more or less skip that and just like be make pitching the first thing like just a rough draft of hey i think this is a good idea because mm -hmm. this and that and i think it should roughly work like this and if we decide it's a worthy thing to look into then we we we're going to work on those together and like 
flesh out the details and maybe come up with some sketches and stuff like that. Because we figured otherwise it would be a waste of time if one of us spends a lot of time preparing a feature and pitching a feature and then we said, yeah, but mm, it's probably not that important right now. We should rather work on something else. So it feels like right. a waste of time. So yeah, yeah. Feels, we had a call. That feels like a really smart modification of of that process because you're you're not in a the position of luxury to have yeah. some people doing pitching and shaping, some people doing development. The way that yeah, Basecamp, you're you're doing both. And so, yeah, we have to do both. That's that's yeah. true. And yeah, and then I think like when shaping we also need both our opinions in there it's not like mm -hmm. we can't just just from the engineering perspective or just from the from the design slash marketing mm -hmm. perspective so we figured restructuring things is probably a good idea and nice. we also decided to um we're not going to do cycles like the six-week cycle probably also doesn't work for us because it's just too unpredictable um mm -hmm what else is coming up and what needs to be done and how, how big the support load will be and okay. stuff like that. But like it feels, um, it feels like it's too long of a period. There's no way for you to. Yeah. I mean, depending on the feature, I mean, six weeks are probably still a good measure. Uh, and I think we are still going to do the, like the appetites. Like when we mm -hmm. decide to build something, we're probably also, um, adding a timeline to it or at least a time frame we think we should spend like two weeks on this or four weeks or whatever uh i think we're still going that going to do that but um not in a fixed uh fixed cycle because it feels too unpredictable right now hmm. just to push on that a little bit it's it sure <laughs> it does seem like the the value of fixing a time uh, fixing a, a, a quote deadline or just a cycle time mm -hmm. ahead of time is that it insists and forces you to make a call two weeks or four weeks or six weeks down the road. Yeah. To, to, yeah. to So that you will can stop throwing good time after bad or cut scope and ship it. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that part is still valuable and that's why uh -huh. We are still trying to do that, but not like half the, the fixed cycle length and uh, basically iterations, but attach those, the time or the estimate, so to say, mm -hmm. to the particular feature and be like, hey, we're going to work on this and we'll take, I don't know, three weeks for it. And if it doesn't work out in three weeks, we will reevaluate. Um, but I think it worked. Probably for our case, it works better this way um, because it's a little bit more flexible uh, than basically having a global overall six-week cycle of everything. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Keep keep me keep me posted. I I, I think it sounds. Uh, yeah. It, it seems it seems to make sense. Um, <laughs> <We'll there's, see. laughs> so far yeah, it's all theory I, I, I know well and I, I think that that's kind of the thing is like I loved that book there's a really great interview with Ryan Singer on this podcast called Bright and Early if you've ever heard of it um, <laughs> yeah I, I noticed and, that on the, on the shape of landing page <laughs> and um, where 
it's like okay, I, I love I love the the approach that it's like enough structure, but not too much, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. At the same time, yeah. a lot of the specifics that they define, I mean, they're they're still like uh, small and scrappy to a to a degree, but they are a very mature and well funded, uh, well funded yeah. in the sense of like tons of revenue, uh, very mature, well funded organization. That is does not describe most most or any of us, you know, that are listening to this podcast. And so I always, I'm always really curious to hear how people, you know, tweak the shape up process to, to, to match a truly small and very early bootstrap team. So keep us, keep us posted on the details, man. And maybe Jane, maybe Jane will write it up. Y'all have, y'all have gotten into a pretty good habit of, sharing some specifics when you try out a yeah. process and deliver we have, like as i said we started using notion to basically yeah. consolidate a couple of tools and also document stuff like that as a company wiki of sorts mm-hmm. so we already have a small write-up in there mm-hmm. about the at least uh desirable product development flow but i guess before we publish any of it we we at least have to do one, one <laughs> cycle of actually doing it. <laughs> let's, do a, let's get at least a couple in here and an iteration or two. Yeah, That's awesome. uh, yeah. I, let's see how this works out. But I think, yeah, yeah this is better than nothing, I guess. <laughs> For sure. So For sure. yeah, um, you also tried a couple Anything of other else? tools. Yeah. Um, uh, we looked at Coda. Uh, for example, but that felt a little bit too, almost too powerful, like was able to do too much and the UI felt very heavy to to us. Mm -hmm. You also tried, um, what's it called, Slide or something like that, which felt like a Notion clone. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't heard that one. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, so we ended up, uh, we ended up using Notion, even though Jane doesn't like the typography of Notion. Uh, she, it was a little bit hard to convince her she could still give it a try <laughs> oh I love that that's so great <laughs> yeah but I think ultimately I think she's she's happy with the decision at least it sounds like it <laughs> yeah I I really like I haven't used it in for in many work contexts at all I just use it for some personal stuff just kind of tinkering around with it and trying it out and I, I really like it as a documentation tool. Some people use it for project management, which I don't think makes any sense. Um, but uh, it, it makes it, it feels like it makes a ton of sense for what you're using it for. Yeah. We will be using it a little bit for project management, but I think in our scale, it's it's not that critical. It doesn't need mm-hmm. a dedicated tool yet. Um, mm-hmm. But we will have like uh, we have a small Kanban board where things will move through. Yeah. Um, and we're currently doing this in Asana, uh, but as, well, Asana is a good to-do list app or a good yep. like to-do management app, but it wasn't really a good place to document stuff and um, keep keep longer notes about things because it's so hard to to find things once they are done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're trying to basically trying to migrate all of that into into Notion right now, and maybe even getting rid of some of our. Uh, we have a lot of Google Docs with the blog posts and stuff like that, and we're thinking about moving yeah. that over as well. Um, so yeah, we'll see. 
Cool. Keep us posted. Will do. Yeah. Um, in other news, um, we decided it kind of related to that a little bit. We decided to give Storybook a try. Um, and I recently discovered it as a tool to basically it's a JavaScript framework slash app. I don't really know how to describe it that integrates into your existing JavaScript project and basically gives you a preview of all your UI components. Um, so it's kind of like a design system viewer or a style guide okay. viewer or something like that. And took me a while to set it up but now that we have it it's it sounds it, it looks like a powerful tool to just like view every single ui component in isolation and try it out in isolation and you can even do like fun stuff like when you have a component and it it takes a couple of inputs like for example you have a button component and it has an icon and a label mm -hmm. and storybook allows you to have like a an additional panel in their UI where you then can customize the label and customize the icon and just the preview updates automatically. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, because I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to check that out. I haven't, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely check it out. Um, I'm not entirely sure like if it's worth it in the end, but like for now it's super, um, super cool to just like get a collection of all the UI components that are scattered around in the user interface and just have mm -hmm. them all in one place. Like I started adding, for example, all the modal dialogues that we have that are some hidden somewhere on some pages when you click one button or something. Um, and now we have a list in, in Storybook and you can just preview every single one of them without having to figure out where to find that particular model. You yeah. can just like switch between all of them in one click and make sure they are consistent okay. and stuff like that. I need to look at this. I'm doing this for a, a uh, I mean, pretty similar for what, for my client right now. Just trying to like get yeah. one one view of the entire UI library. Yeah, uh, yeah. To make development a bit a bit more streamlined. Okay. Yeah, definitely guess, check it out. Um, and it has like integrations for a couple of the popular frameworks like Vue and mm -hmm. React. I think it's it comes from the React community. I think it's a React app. Um, yeah. I was thinking about maybe, like, as you said, um, just building a page ourselves, like, with all the components in there. But, yeah, this tool looks this pretty cool. Pretty <laughs> slick. All right. All right, cool. I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, that basically came off the, out of the icon work I did. Um, I did last mm. week, uh, re revisiting all the icons, and I think I got them all. They are all harmonized now, by now, <laughs> and hopefully we can ship this uh, sometime this week. Congrats! Yeah. Um, one other thing that that I've been thinking about in the last uh, week or so, and that was inspired by um, Paul Campbell of uh, Tito. The, 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 they are the ticketing service we are using for, for FemtoConf. And because of like everything that's happening, they were like, <laughs> he was on Twitter being like, yeah, I've been a CEO of a somewhat successful company for the last five years or so. And suddenly I'm the CEO of, CEO of a startup <laughs> having to figure out like how to 
keep money wow. uh, getting in and stuff like that. Yeah. And that inspired them to just launch an entirely new product for um, online conferences. And it looks really cool. And um, it got me thinking about doing an online edition of FemtoConf. But I'm not, I'm not entirely convinced yet to like how to do this. What their tool does um, is basically they uh, they provide you with a dedicated page in their tool where people can sign up and um, basically get access. And you have like a a timeline, Twitter like timeline, where people can post messages and discuss things. And then on the second like screen is split between that part and then the do you have a basically a video feed of the of the conference and the talks, as well as an uh, the schedule below it, and um, basically can stream the entire conference that way, pretty nicely. Um, but the thing I'm not sure about is that, um, especially for FemtoConf, it's so much of a just a a in-person meetup meetup of people right. who already share several communication channels and communities totally. with each yeah. other. So I'm not entirely sure if it's if it makes sense for FemtoConf to be an online event. Because in ultimately it's an additional community you, you will be part of. And yeah, just having the talks in there with right. like an added community. I'm not entirely sure if it does if this adds enough value or is different from what we already do by hanging out in the Mega Maker community and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That I know that's that's definitely my that's my gut reaction. Also, like, would hmm. Uh, yeah, I kind of yeah. all sorts of all sorts of different thoughts, but. I, yeah, I'm hard. not. I'm not t t totally convinced about what to do there, and also, like, I had a call with Paul about this tool, and I think he'd like FamtoConf to be part of it, of course, for for obvious reasons. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, you should also charge for it, and maybe even the same price for then what you would charge for the in-person event." And I'm like, "Hmm, yeah, interesting." I mean, yeah, some additional money would be nice, but <laughs> would people pay like 350 euros um, for an online event with uh, with a couple of talks that they can probably watch on YouTube, anyways? <laughs> yeah. So What's, yeah, I'm sure. What what I've thought would be would be interesting is is to organize a watch party, you know, of mm -hmm. uh, and watch three or four conference talks like well-established well-known ones that are available online for free but mm -hmm. you and a, a small group of six or 15 people watch a talk in sync take 20 minutes to discuss it afterwards go go grab a coffee <laughs> uh come mm -hmm. right back and you know just have a, have a a morning session of of watching talks getting inspired hearing other people's takes and that yeah, it, it feels like that can be organized around all sorts of really great content that's already available. And that's that's a cool idea. Okay. Well Did you did you see the microconf on air 
live stream things i i can't yeah i i I saw them um and i haven't just timing wise i think i caught a little bit of of one but um yeah how about you i think they 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 try to do a little bit of that by um basically putting up a topic for for the call and usually uh-huh. it was related to a talk and encourage people to watch that talk and then they had that particular speaker on the live stream to basically nice. discuss the talk and the contents of the talk yep and i think that's that's also a cool format but um it definitely not a format i'd be comfortable <laughs> charging for <laughs> yeah I I think also people people joke about this, but it's but it's so true. The value, uh, the other part of the value of an in person conference is it forces you to clear your calendar and mm. be completely present and in attendance yeah. elsewhere. And people joke yeah. about I'm, I'm you know scheduling a conference, scheduling time on your calendar for a conference, and then just not going to the conference. Um, <laughs> And, and I, I, I feel like the thing around virtual events and even the thing I was just describing is that, yeah you know, it, people, if people will be tempted to allow other distractions to come in and to, mm-hmm. you know, to, to multitask because you're not sitting there, you didn't pay a bunch of money for it. You don't have that much skin yeah. in and yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I maybe that's a good argument for actually charging a lot of money for an event like this. <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. That's true. Forces people to commit. Yeah, I. Yeah, I that's why I think, much, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think that. I'm, I'm sure conference. For sure, conferences are definitely, definitely, definitely taking a hit this year and next year and maybe even mm-hmm. the year after. But no matter how good video conferencing and in per, you know technology gets i I just think there will all there's always value in in in-person retreats in-person conferences events things like that yeah yeah agreed well yeah (laughs) anything else (laughs) (laughs) anything anything else Um, right now no i think that's uh, the the big parts um yeah nothing nothing too exciting going on Besides that. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, do you maybe, have anything else to discuss? No, no. Maybe this time next week I'll have a an update on yeah. this job situation. Um, nothing, I mean, nothing else really cooking uh, at all uh, besides this. Yeah. So trying to just, trying to approach it with patience and calm, but it also makes the this this final round today, you know, uh, the, the stakes feel a little bit higher than I would like to feel yeah. like they feel. Yeah. So, yeah, is, we'll, is we'll this see. the only the only one way still in the in the game? Or yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. That? I mean, nothing, nothing else is cooking. Everything else, okay. I've, either I've not heard anything, or the position mm. is closed. Okay. Um, yeah, makes sense. Or you know, thanks, but we're advancing with somebody else who you know is a better fit at this time. Kind of message. But yeah. Do yeah. you do you have an idea about how much competition there is? Um, like how many at, other at applicants? This, I mean, in the in the hundreds. Um, okay. And but I but I have no idea how many are in this in this final round or when they're going to make that decision. 
I mean, that comes, you know, strictly based off of being able to see it's a, it's a remote position. And so they've, you know, posted it on LinkedIn in like, you know, 15 different cities, each of which have, you know, 40 and 50 (laughs) applicants per city. Um, (laughs) yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty competitive, uh, pretty competitive opening. My fingers are definitely crossed. Um, wishing you all the best for the interviews. Yeah. Thanks man. Mine as well. We'll, uh, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Then show notes at uh, slowandsteadypodcast.com and follow us on Twitter, slowsteadypod. See you. Later. Later.